You know, this morning, I made uh, a very good friend of mine very miserable. Callaway. He's not here, but he's watching at this very moment. And he's, he hadn't asked me to quit singing. He told me to quit singing. And I stood as close to that mic as I could this morning so he could hear every, every note that was off. So uh, I have already disturbed Callaway, and uh, I have no regrets for doing it. Our lives are, are filled with tug-of-wars, being pulled this way, being pulled that way. You know that. You know that. Maybe even this morning you had somebody pulling on you. Maybe they wanted you to go to church with them. Or maybe you were having that, oh, I wish I could stay in bed for another 15 minutes uh, feeling. But we're, we're pulled. We're pulled all different directions at our jobs. Uh, you know, in our social life, we're pulled a lot of different directions. Somewhere along the line, we get into this, if only... If only I could get another 30 minutes sleep. If only I could get that job that I have applied for. If only we had a nicer automobile. If only we had a larger house. If only I could retire. <sighs> Hear that every Saturday morning from Rob. <laughs> Who's counting? But if only. And it's as if these things are going to bring us happiness. I'm guilty. I have been there. I have been there and I have paid the price. I was trying to get uh, buy things so I could be happy, but I ended up with all kinds of stress and all kinds of problems, relationship problems. Uh, it, that's what it's done to me in the past. And I know I'm not the only one. I have shared with you that I have three very good friends in Lubbock that spent two years, each one of them, in prison because they got into that, if only I could have a, a larger boat, if I could only have a house down there on the lake, if only, if only I could uh, buy my clothes at Neiman Marcus instead of Walmart, you know, if only... That if only situation that can just pull on us. You know, the, the, there was a rancher that said he didn't want all of the land, but only if he could have all of the land adjoining his. Are you are y'all with me? Yeah, did y'all catch that? He doesn't want all the land, but everything. This is okay. That one didn't work. Uh, so if only, if only. In our life, we have one that loves us unconditionally. There may be in times in your life I have when I felt like um, if I had three or four people that loved me, that was stretching it. But the if only that I should have been looking to was to God and to Jesus Christ. 
Because any and every one of the mistakes that I made along the way, the things I said that I regretted, the things I did that I regretted, uh, you know, these things that were not a positive reflection for Jesus Christ, He forgave me of all of that. He forgave me. And He's offering that open door for you and for me to come back to Him. And I am not saying there is a thing wrong with wanting to better yourself. That's the reason I went to college. But we need to keep our perspective. I know individuals that I would consider extremely, extremely successful in their field. And they have not given up one bit of their faith in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, they give Jesus Christ the credit. And through their rewards, they have been able to handle, help many, many individuals. And most of them will do it without their name being attached. So I am not faulting anyone that wants to better themselves, get a better education, or get that promotion. It's not that. It's only when you sell your soul to the devil that it's an issue. The devil will never provide you with a joy that you are seeking. You're thinking that a larger house is going to make you happier. Well, maybe it is and maybe it's not. It's going to cost more to clean it. It's going to cost more to, for utilities. But if you're making that kind of money, percentage-wise, it's okay. You can still handle it. Does that make sense? There's nothing wrong in someone having their own jet so they can get from one side of the country to the other side to take care of business. And their time is valuable. So many people in business, they can tell you by the hour how much their time is worth. They know. One of the guys that, uh, that brought this to mind with me was a newly elected president of Texas Tech University. I was signing him up for some life insurance, and the person that preceded me was asking the same basic questions I was going to ask regarding date, date of birth, where you live, and you know, those kind of questions, the standard ones. And so when I started asking the same question the other one did, he says, why didn't you listen to the person in front of you? Instead of asking me the same question twice, his time was valuable, and he knew it. His to-do list was probably a whole lot longer than mine. You and I have talked about going to a hospital or see a doctor and having to wait two hours to see this person. And it's like our time doesn't make any difference. That only theirs does. Maybe you see one or two pharmaceutical representatives going in there and you know they're not seeing patients and you know you are still sitting there. So they think their time, not all, please, not all, because I know some that will get you right on in there. But sometimes some people think theirs is more so. So what we do, what we do with our time, what we do with our energy during the course of the day if it's going to be a productive day or not, will depend on our motive. What is it we want to accomplish that day? 
What is it that we want to make sure that this day that my life is a positive reflection for Jesus Christ? If I accomplish nothing else, but I do accomplish that and somebody sees Jesus Christ living in me, then it has been a successful day. It's been a very successful day. In John, the 16th chapter, the 33rd verse, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. There's going to be trouble. No matter which road you take, there's going to be trouble. There are problems that arise, but when we seek Jesus Christ, when we seek wisdom, then those bumps are not nearly as difficult as they would have been otherwise if it's all about me. Me, me, me. I want to have more. I want to have more of this. I want to have more of that. I want to make this deal, and it might not be good for them, but it's going to be good for me. When we get that out of our way and turn to Jesus Christ and about doing what's right with Jesus Christ, all is well. All is well. Most of you know that I'm driving a different pickup. Arvis Davis and I probably talked all about 30 minutes. Even the guy back in the garage that was cleaning mine out and, uh, well, cleaning this one out and making all the... The, getting all the papers right. The guy in the back, when I went back there to uh, take some of the things out of my other pickup, he says, God, that didn't take y'all long. I said, no. It's a win-win deal. I got a truck, and I think it was a fair price, and he got a deal, so we're both win-win, and we're both happy about it. And it didn't take long, because neither one of us was trying to do anything that was going to cheat the other person. Yeah, I'd like to pay less, but he would like for me to pay more. So when you approach it with God in mind and His direction and His guidance, it is amazing how much better and smoother life becomes when we're asking. When we're asking. In... Philippians, the fourth chapter, the 11th verse. Paul is saying, and he was in prison when he wrote this, by the way. I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. I can do all of these things who gives me strength. I just saw Nita smile. She's thinking, yes, she can, she can get on that airplane that's going to take her over that ocean because of God. Boy, she's going to be lifting up a lot of prayers, I promise you. And it's not a party line, Nita, so you don't have to worry. You can talk as long as you want to. So, he knows where 
his joy and his peace comes from. He knows that whatever the circumstances may be, and your life and my life is not going to have the swing that, uh, that Paul had. It's not going to have that swing at all. I don't see making uh, calls at the jail because Lurleen's been thrown in jail. I don't see that happening. Now, Dusty Calloway, that might be different, but uh, our lives ebb and flow. But as long as we walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ, it is a much smoother uh, ride for us. It does not make any difference if you're driving a Lexus or something that was sold at an auction block for $200. The ride is smoother. The ride of life is smoother with Jesus Christ. And He will never forsake you. He never will forsake you. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, the eleventh verse, I have learned, I just did that one. So we'll go to the next one. Philippians, uh, pardon me, James, the fourth chapter, the second verse. You desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. Because you do not ask. If you want that better job, as I said, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want that promotion, there's nothing wrong with it. But maybe the reason you didn't get it or haven't up to this point is because you haven't prayed for it. I've known couples that had trouble conceiving and then they start spending their time Planning, uh, praying and praying individually and as a couple. And within months, there is a child that will be delivered in nine months. And there's rejoicing and happiness because there's going to be another one in their world, a new life. Kind of like Jody says. A new life. But they have not because they have not asked. And you remember the parable of the uh, lady that kept going back to the judge and back and back. And finally he says, I've got to hear this lady out and give her justice or she'll keep going, coming forever. The moral of the story was we're to keep going back to God and asking Him. You might even say, reminder God, uh, just FYI, I asked for this last night, but I'm going to ask again. This is what is on my heart. And like right now, one of the heaviest things on my heart is, is Savannah, being a thousand miles away from all of the rest of us. So Wayne will be doing a lot of praying for his granddaughter again and again and again. If you seek it, if you seek Him, you will find Him. The world 
as they say, really owes you nothing. Nothing. What you make of your talents is dependent on you. I have seen individuals, and you have too, that were very smart, very talented, and they let it go as water dripping through your hands would. You have an opportunity because you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You have the opportunity to enrich not only your life, but the life of others. When I was in Israel, I knew of your prayers. I received the messages. I could sense the prayers that were being lifted up the whole time I was there until I was able to come back home here again. We have the responsibility, we as believers, to seek Him first. First thing in the morning, prayer time, scripture time, getting our mind focused on the Word of God. And it is amazing how those words will be so in line with the day we're having. We are blessed. When we are on that, I want to, I want to, I want to train. Let's try a new one. Thank you, train. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you have already given to me. I was thinking about that this morning as all the kids came forward. Not just for the kids, but thankful for this church where we can gather together. Thankful for you, each one of you that come and worship the Lord together. Thankful for such a beautiful day. Thankful for electricity. Thankful for the air conditions that are working. The music, music that comes from this choir loft. Thankful. When I am thinking in regards to my blessings, I will not be looking at the negatives of my life. You cannot do both at the same time. You can try it. It won't work. And when you find yourself going off of that track and complaining about every little thing, stop and count your many blessings. Seems like somebody sang a song like that today. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Dear Heavenly Father, we are blessed. We are truly a blessed community. Community, yes, of Quanta, Texas. A community of First Christian Church. A community, uh, the ministerial alliance with Christians gathering together this very moment in different buildings, but praising you. We are blessed. We ask, dear Lord, that you forgive us for those times that we seem to spend more time complaining 
than, to, than saying thank you. Be with each and every person, Lord, as you rain down blessings on them for the balance of this afternoon and the first thing tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Thank you for our many blessings. In Christ's name, amen.